outside of the virtual hardwood, it's the MLSC Podcast, episode 422. Andrew with you as always, as well as Derek, aka Diva3. I'm happy to be here again. I got the 1989 PC version of Lakers versus Celtics in the NBA playoffs to work on my PC, on my Windows 10 PC. And not only did I get it to work, but I got it to work with two game pads connected over Parsec. So a combination of Parsec and X-Patter. And I can't believe how well it works. I, I've already connected and played a half against Stildo33, our friend Ken, and a full game uh, with him being the Pistons and me being the Phoenix Suns um, with at B-Ball Video Games. And it's been a blast. Even you connected with me briefly and um tested it out you were using the keyboard at, at the time but how great was it to be playing that in 2022 oh it's wild and, and dosbox is so great for retro gaming they've done a great job with that it's been going for for years now that they've been producing uh, dosbox it's free it's essential if you are a retro gamer to have that on your uh, on your pc yeah, no, absolutely. And and I appreciate you connecting with me over Parsec and getting DOSBox set up on my computer. But it's crazy how um, I was able to get it to work. So as you know, on Lakers versus Celtics, on that version, keyboard controls are basically your only option because the joystick options don't work. So there's keyboard one for one player and keyboard two for two player. So the way that I got the game pads to work is I used the application X pattern, which maps your control to the keyboard keys. And so that worked easily on my end. So I was playing it, but for Parsec in order to have people connect with me in order for me to also run a tournament in the future, which I'm absolutely going to be doing. What I did was I gave the, um, person that connects with me, the client, keyboard control. And I had them map their controller via X pattern. So they're using like basically the left side of the keyboard. I'm using the right side of the keyboard. And but we're using game pads. And it is absolutely a blast. Like at B Ball Video Game said, it worked way better than he thought it would, you know, before he ended up connecting with me. He wasn't sure how it was going to work, but he's using his regular controller. I'm using like an Xbox One wireless controller. And we're playing this 1989 PC game and just blows my mind. I'm playing it on my 50 inch TV on full screen. I'm recording the action and I can't wait to have a tournament on that game. There's eight teams in the game. You're going to play in the tournament using the Bulls and Jordan and whatnot. And it's just going to be a lot of fun. And Xpatter, again, another essential for, for retro gaming. And that's so awesome because back in the day, as you said, using the left side of the keyboard and the right side of the keyboard, You've got two people hunched over the keyboard, elbowing each other. Uh, I guess that's part of the game back in the day, <laughs> elbowing each still other. Still don't the love that. Of yeah, course, still don't absolutely, love that. yeah. It's, it's a shame we can't emulate that part of the tournament in the uh, when we do that. But but no, that's that's kind of the crazy thing. Before we had all those peripherals and games supported them, and and this is something that you know the whole PC versus console war, Derek. That they say, oh, game pads, it's a console thing. It's it's not for computers. PCs have always had these peripherals. Game pads, joysticks, steering wheels, the the whole rudders and everything for flying games, for, for, for flight sims. You know, the PCs are all about peripherals. So, so you know, miss me with that. 
Yeah, it's funny. You posted that picture of your Gravis gamepad, and it brought back so many memories. I actually haven't been able to get that to work yet. That's the, the Rockfire uh, port, game port, which USB to game port so that I'm able to connect. But I need to get the right drivers for the uh, Gravis Gamepad Pro because it's a slightly different model. It's not supported natively by the, those drivers, so I do need to get that to work. But that, that, that's just going to be a blast to be able to play with that old controller again. Yeah, I, I use that controller for NBA Live 98. I want to say uh, when we had that for the PC, I used it for emulating games back then. That's another thing. I don't know if people today think that ROMs and emulators are like new. Exactly. Or like saying they're not. I mean, we were doing that stuff in like the mid 90s and like early 2000s and whatnot. Um, But no, it's great to be able to play that game. And I got to tell you something about that game because of the pace um and kind of the way the, like the game feels and the way the animations work i actually enjoy playing that game quite a bit more than like bulls versus blazers uh it feels a little bit faster um for some reason you know i like the way the like something as simple as the way the ball goes in i like the way the ball goes in more i like the sound effects better um i just have I'm, I'm just having a really good time actually playing the game and not just for like nostalgia purposes you know what i mean so I think that it would be a really fun game to have a tournament on. When I use the Suns, that's who um, Stildo is going to use for the tournament. When I used the Suns against Abbeyball Video Games, they have just a, such a great fun team. I mean, they have Kevin Johnson, um, Eddie Johnson, the small forward version, um, T- Tom Chambers, Jeff Hornacek, uh, Mark West, Armin Gilliam, uh, Dan Marley. They just have a lot of good pieces. They're loaded with shooting. Um, They have, obviously, Chambers with his big dunks. Um, And all eight teams that are in the game are really fun to use. They're really deep teams. So um, it would be a great tournament. I'm thinking of running series for every round. It's going to work great on your end. um, And it's going to be cool to be able to have you as part of a tournament. Oh, for sure. I'm looking forward to finally taking part in one and being able to utilize my... uh not as good connection to uh, have a great time because it does work obviously for for you and I when we play. I I have a lot of pride, Derek, and sometimes my connection lets me down when I want to be really competitive. It's not really your fault. I mean, Australia connection is... It is what it is, yeah. (laughs) It's the worst I've ever connected with. I'm sorry, I hope that doesn't make you feel worse. But think about this. I've, I've connected with over 40 people and yours is really the only one that i've struggled with as far as like certain games not working is great yeah so no it, it's it's the way it is here we, we rank very low among uh developed nations with uh with our internet which is unfortunate and there's a there's a big long backstory that i won't bore everyone with as far as how that came to be and there's other factors given how how spread out our population is and whatnot but yeah it's uh, it doesn't help us with what we want to do however let's make a point we did play NBA Live 2000 with you hosting and me connected. And then the connection for me to you is slightly worse than the connection to you to me. But we had an absolute blast on the PC version of NBA Live 2000 playing arcade mode. And that video is up on YouTube of that game where we were controlling the 90s All-Stars um, against the CPU 80s All-Stars. Wow. That was, it worked really good on my end i was able to time my dunks time my shots all of that stuff um we had some really good teamwork in that game but it was just fun as hell beating up on the computer like we did and that game that the pc version of nba live 2000 is easily the best version of that game 
Oh, 100%. No question at all. The PC version was still far and away the best version of NBA Live at that time. And, you know, you mentioned arcade mode. I didn't play it that much back in the day. I I did prefer the sim style, but I thought, you know what? Let's get a bit silly with this. You know, we're just going to be messing around. Uh, So let's put it on arcade mode. And it it actually gives you the, like, high-flying dunks, kind of like NBA Jam. And I, I said this on Twitter and in the forum, I believe, as well. But NBA Live 2000 on arcade mode is a better jam game than it claims NBA Jam 2000, 100%. Well, in, in ways, it's it's more enjoyable than even a game like NBA Playgrounds, which is just like, a, you know, than one of the newest um, arcade basketball games. That's just like straight up arcade, like for the, the base game design is that, right? It's not just like additional um, mechanics. But NBA Live 2000 on arcade mode with those really high flying dunks and the ability to push and everything, it's like kind of a combination of NBA Live, NBA Jam, and arch rivals and it makes for a really fun arcade experience and that's a really nice touch by ea sports with that game you can see that they put a lot of thought into nba live 2000 right that was it's a great release oh there's a reason that for many years it was considered the pinnacle of the nba live series now i do think there were games that came out after it that were more innovative as far as bringing that right stick dribbling live 2004 2005 06 are very strong releases and I think among the top in their own right. But Live 2000, no, it still holds up incredibly well. And something that we noticed, just going through the rosters afterwards, how amazing are those faces? Well, my brother and I were talking about it actually um, because he was watching us play. And some of the faces, as far as accuracy and people, you got to think about what I'm talking about. Accuracy. I'm not talking about like overall textures and everything. I'm talking about like the accuracy to the real life counterpart, like facial features and whatnot. Some of them are better than what we have on certain players in NBA 2K22. Like they look more like the real life counterpart. Some of the faces are just absolutely fantastic. You went through probably about 40 or 50 of them while we were connected. And we were just looking at him and messaging back and forth. And we're like, that's an amazing Fisher. That's an amazing Glenn Rice. That's et cetera. And um, yeah, they just work so hard on that game. I, I want you to think of the jump people that they made from NBA Live 98 face graphics and body graphics to what they ended up with on NBA Live 2000. No, I love NBA Live 98. You know that, right? First PC game, fell in love with it still think it's um, fun to play. But those faces on NBA Live 98 are nightmarish sometimes. They're not good. They're blocky. Just yeah. A couple, yeah, just a couple years later, NBA Live 2000, the faces are unbelievably lifelike. They look great. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's one of my favorite games and live games of all time. And that PC version is easily, you know, one of the best NBA Live games ever made. And this is the, the late 90s, you know, when uh, video game developers were nothing more than plumbers and dentists, obviously, as everybody was a plumber and dentist back in the day, apparently. But but, but think about that. 1999, and that's how good the graphics were. And that's still pretty early 3D. There's a lot of games from that era that aren't nearly that good graphically, but they nailed those faces. It, except for D. Brown. It only slightly passed the D. Brown test, although it is better than 2K22's D. Brown, I would say. The D. Browns and the recent 2Ks... I don't know what they're doing with that. That doesn't look anything like D Brown. Like the one in NBA 2K17 was really, you know, poor as well. Um, there seems to be faces that 2K just continues to struggle making. 
Uh, but there's modders in the community who have made amazing D brands. So 2K, why don't you contact them and have them make some faces for you? But no, it's been, it was great connecting on NBA Live 2000. It worked great on my end, obviously worked great on your end. Um, the high-flying dunks are absolutely ridiculous. Um, the feeling, though, overall uh, it, of like arcade action and arcade fun was top-notch. Pretty crazy from a sim game. But yeah, no, I'm glad we did that. And I do want to say, you bring up modding. There's a lot of times when I've posted screenshots of NBA Live 2000 to promote an article or or just for content on social media to, to share an old favorite. And people ask, is that a mod for Live 2000? No, this is an original face. That's how much they, that's how, how good those original faces in that game are. And of course, the PC version has the first iteration of franchise mode. It's got all the legends unlocked uh, immediately. And that's something about the PC version that I've always liked compared to the console versions. And I suppose there's that, that fun of unlocking the legends on the console versions. Of course, the N64 version is the weakest, only has MJ in there. But of course, if you're going to include a, a legend, by all means, make it MJ. But considering the other platforms had that whole plethora of legends in the, in the Decade All-Stars and everything, the, the All-Decade teams, it was kind of a disappointment to... It, it shows how the, the N64 didn't have the, the same capacity to have those larger rosters. So that was a disappointment for the N64 in, in some respects. But again, you did, you did get MJ, so that was, that was worth it for that. But the PC version had them all unlocked, playable straight away. Uh, I'm guessing the, the console versions had the unlockables because they didn't have franchise mode, Derek. So I, I suppose it was something to, to do. So... Funny story about that. My brother and I um, recently booted up the console version, and we were going to try to do a legend season. And you know how like we like to do that. We're doing that on NBA Live 2003 right now. Of course, um, yeah. We weren't able to, you know, use them like when we booted up the game. And then I looked up cheat codes, and and supposedly there were like cheat codes you could put in for each player to unlock them, and we couldn't find where to put the cheat codes in. Like there didn't seem to be an option on the um the playstation version so we had to nix that idea um but i have the nba live 2000 pc version as you know and i need to get that installed because my brother and i really want to start a season on that and we're thinking about playing a season just for fun on arcade mode maybe on the hardest level but on arcade mode because those dunks are incredibly fun no i'll I'll definitely have to connect with you and and get that set up as well Be, be your technical support as it were Hey, Parsec's great for that, right? Oh, fantastic. So I've been connecting, I connected with Stildo, um, because as you know, we started our NBA 2K1994-95 My League, and I made videos for the first two games that we played. And I wanted to upload them for him to his new Neon and Butch Gaming YouTube channel, which I like. I helped him out. I, like, I made a logo, uh, the uh, main profile picture for him, and then a banner, etc. I think it looks pretty good. Uh, but... Yeah, I connected to him and he gave me keyboard and mouse control and I uploaded the videos and, and put in the description and all of that stuff. And yeah, Parsec is so versatile. It's really, really great as a gaming application to connect and game. And then it's also amazing for, you know, remote support. So I think it's 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 really cool. There's a couple of extra things you need to do to get Live 2000, 2001, and 98, 99 to work as well. Uh, 2003 and 2004 are much easier. Pretty much just install that with that uh, 32-bit installation and then put the fixed XE in there. But I'll help you with all of that stuff because, um, yeah, it'll be great to get you on there and, uh, and using some of those mods like my 1996 uh, roster for Live 2004. Speaking of NBA Live 2000, you know, I want to make faces for that game. Um, you know, looking at the great cyber faces that are in there, um, there's still a lot of players obviously missing 
from that game, whether it be um, legends or just, you know, cool role-playing classic players, etc. Um, I wouldn't mind diving in to see, you know, what the texture files look like, and maybe I could make some cyber faces for Well, you know who your first face should be is uh, Clyde Drexler, who's missing from that game. Yeah, I know. My brother and I were talking about that. I could definitely make a good Clyde Drexler for that game. So yeah, that would be my first project, actually, once we get it installed on the PC. And we do still have some mods in the download section. I mean, a lot of those went missing over the years. They were hosted on Yahoo Geocities, on Angelfire, a lot of those free hosts. And unfortunately, those pages got shut down due to inactivity or, or they just deleted over the years or some of those hosts that, uh, that were around at the time. Angelfire, you can still find those online, but a lot of those free hosts just completely shut down or, or deleted all their content after a period of inactivity, as I said. So a lot of those mods did disappear over the years, unfortunately, but we did manage to preserve some, some big ones, some ones that the uh, original NLC founders made. So yeah, it'll be fun for you to check those out, I'm sure. Absolutely. So I brought up the NBA 2K19 94-95 season with Stildo. Already a ton of trash talk, as you would expect. Of course. Over the phone, via text. He loves to trash talk. I love to give it back. I'll initiate it sometimes. It's a lot of fun. Um, but we we started our season. Um, I'm using the Supersonics. He's using the Magic. My first game was against the Warriors. And for him, he had Tim Hardaway, Latrell Sprewell, and Chris Mullen, a formidable team. And um, I ended up pulling out the win, had some nice alley-oop dunks to Sean Kemp and just nice posters in general. Then I played against him using, um, for his Magic game, I was using the Heat. And um, he's going to be using the Orlando Magic all season. Uh, he was a huge Shaq and Penny fan, huge, huge Blue Chips fan. You know, the movie Blue Chips, etc. And um, I hit 12 threes with Glenn Rice. That's a bonus. You know, that's a plus. I went 12 for 26 from three. Um, had some highlight dunks with Harold Miner, but I just could not contain Shaq. Um, I think he had like 35 points and 12 rebounds or something like that. Um, but he just was unstoppable drop stepping in the post. And I ended up dropping that one. So we both started the season off one and oh. The connection has been great. He's hosting. I'm recording. We're just really excited for that season. He's really good at using Shaq in 2K19. Well, someone commented actually on that video that I uploaded to his YouTube and said, it's nice to see Shaq being able to do Shaq things. Yes. Right. Um, so still though, as a big fan of Shaq and the way Shaq dominated, etc., likes to use Shaq that way. He's just an absolute force. If you're not, if you don't double team him, he'll burn you. Even if you do double team him, he'll still sometimes finish on you etc um and that's kind of the, the fun thing about playing with stildo right now we're using the players you know to their strengths you know me slashing with harold minor um you know running plays where i get glenn rice open for a three uh etc or setting picks at the top of the key where he can sidestep into a three um him doing that same type of stuff with chris mullen etc um and then us using the whole team you know what I mean? We're just not using, we're not just using the stars, you know, with the heat, even though he was terrible, I, I was using, um, bimbo Coles. He was, wasn't terrible in real life. He's just really tough to use in the game. Um, I knocked down a three with Brad Lowhouse, um, in the corner, uh, which he knew it was going to happen. He said it when he brought Brad, Brad Lowhouse in, he's like, he's going to hit a three on me. And he did, but it's the, it, what's fun playing against, it, it's fun playing against him because sometimes you'll play against somebody and they only use the best players, right? Or they'll use those best players like 90 to 95% of the time. They won't use the whole team. But he'll use the whole team. 
and he knows enough about the NBA and its history to use those players to their real life strength. So I think this is going to be a really fun season. I think it's going to be incredibly competitive. And with him hosting, um, it works great on my end. So um, the games uh, already have been super competitive. And that actually answers the question we had for episode 417 posted on our on YouTube. JA8891 asked what 2K series has the most realistic Shaq player been trying for a while to really emulate his game. He's either immobile or mobile and not dominant enough, it seems. So 2K19 with uh, still those rosters. Yeah, I think I, I I mean I think he's pretty dominant in NBA two K seventeen. I think that the post game is so good in that game that Shaq's game really stands out, like, you know, via drop steps and little half hooks, etc. Um, and the way he can play defense on NBA two K seventeen. Um, so yeah, I, I mean I can agree with that. I also think that he was super dominant in NBA two K seventeen. What's cool about this season though with Ken um Stildo is that we're both using teams that we love and we both are huge fans of that time of the NBA, right? So we're going to be playing against each other every single game. So we'll be each other's opponents and it's not a chore. You know what I mean? Like he had fun using that with that warriors team against me. I had a blast using the heat against him and using minor and rice and Billy Owens, etc. So every single game, you know, we'll have players and teams that we look forward to using no I, I love that approach too. being each other's opponents for every game i mentioned it before playing nba live 96 with my dad back in the day we, we kind of did that for each other when he played a little bit with me and of course i played co-op with my cousin clinton but no I, I love that approach it takes me back to doing that and and you get to experience those those different teams yeah someone on the discord trey actually who's played in a couple of our tournaments uh trey so i um i posted the highlights of the Warriors versus Seattle game. And his his comment was, that looks so fun. That's something that I always wanted to do. And Parsec opens up that opportunity. And, and, and Ken Stildo and I were talking about that. We're like, it's just bizarre that we're able to connect on this game that's no longer online, play like we're in the same room together and use these amazing mods and create memories this way um a lot of people you know who don't have siblings or who don't have somebody that could play you know when they were growing up or if they're still growing up you know they don't have somebody to play with locally you know kind of think about this stuff kind of like trey's comment where you know they're like well i wish i could have had somebody to play with during this my league or this season um it would have been cool if somebody was my opponent etc um so Parsec opens up that those opportunities. And this is great for Stildo and I, um, because he, I don't know if he would have had anybody to play this season with him. Right. But now that we can connect this way, him and I can play this season like we're sitting on the couch. So it's, it's pretty wild. Absolutely. And I think that's something we can build up within our community that, that we're trying to do that. In fact, is to build those connections through the, the forum, through the discord to use Parsec to, to build these friendships, to get this rapport with your fellow basketball gamers and start these seasons. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd still like to start a season maybe at some point with Nate and Roger on NBA live 2001. Speaking of which we've talked about this on so many recent podcasts, the college hoops, 2k8 tournament, it did wrap up. And the finals was pretty damn epic. It was Nate Stasho, NBA Live 2001 legend, playing in his first tournament, making it to the NCAA championship, using Kansas, 
versus Brent Lane, who is using Memphis. So the Derrick Rose Memphis team. And Nate goes up early, playing great. And then just an absolute wild run. The biggest I've seen in a video game in recent memory in the second half by Brent in Memphis. I think it was like a 19-0 run. And that actually, part of that run made the the top 10 play, the NLSC top 10 plays of the week. Um, but just threes and dunks and steals. And the run was so massive that Nate just, he wasn't able to like make a comeback or anything like that. Nate played incredibly well all tournament long, especially for somebody who didn't have experience with that game. I thought he adjusted to the game really well and played just incredibly well for the whole tournament. Um, and then Brent obviously played well for the whole tournament. And um, it was so nice to not only finish that tournament in one month, but the final of the tournament between Nate and Brent was played on the same night and roughly the same time as the real NCAA championship game between Kansas and UNC. So I couldn't have asked for a better tournament. I couldn't have asked for it to go any better. And, um, you know, with 16 people involved living in all different parts of the world, um, super motivating to have it work that well and have it play out that well. Um, and I can't wait to start the next tournament. It was a fantastic tournament, uh, a fitting finale for that tournament. But on top of the action, because you know how I love trivia, Derek, and things lining up with real life and video games, I forgot that the 2008 championship game was played between Kansas and Memphis. So it lined up with that. Of course, College Hoops 2K8 is based on that 2007-08 uh, college season. So that was some nice synchronicity there. And of course, Kansas winning it this year, a bit of a heartbreaker for me because I'm a Tar Heels fan uh, retroactively because of uh, MJ. But I, I just loved how that kind of lined up. Yeah, and in 2008, the only difference is um, Kansas actually won. Yes. Not this. Um, so I guess Derrick Rose um, gets his national championship, right? Apparently uh, so, yeah. Well, you know, okay, yeah, that, that's so, something to, to enjoy for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there you go. See, so you, uh, you kind of won in this too. I'll take it. I'll take the. I'll take the win, <laughs> even though I wasn't participating. Yeah, sure. So the next tournament that I'm probably going to end up running is a Street Volume Two tournament, and then after the Street Volume Two tournament, I'm going to run a tournament on the 1989 PC version of Lakers versus Celtics, and that's going to be a blast. When I connected with you, I was using your keyboard via my keyboard, obviously. So I'm I'm very interested to see how the the X-pad works because that's a very uh, ingenious solution to that. Because because again, as we said. Back in the day, two people crowding around the keyboard, not ideal. Obviously, it can't be done over Parsec, but uh, to use that X-Padder to, uh, to do that. You want to hear something crazy? What's that? On Lakers versus Celtics, when I was connected to at B-Ball Video Games. Now, this is an amazing touch for a game this old. After a foul, when I went to the line, a fan threw something onto the court, and it had to be picked up. I thought that was a crazy touch. For a game that came out in 1989, I got I recorded the game, so I got to find that footage um, and post it on Twitter. But there was, you know, I think it was, I, I, from memory, I think there was like a boo sound effect, and uh, then like something got thrown out onto the floor, like the like just basically pissed off fans, right? That's crazy. Um, like again, the, the, that was happening in 1980. Game coming out in 1989, and they're putting little touches like that in. That's insane. Yeah. So 
I got to find that footage and post it after you post the podcast so um, people can, you know, see what I was talking about. But so many nice little touches. Um, something like in 1989, players' likenesses looking right. Larry Bird with his, bo- uh, with his blonde hair. Um, you know, Kareem bald with goggles, uh, etc. Um, it just adds so much to the immersion. I will say that the free throw line dunk, the 720 that I did with Kevin Johnson was not realistic. Not quite. But I'll take it. And at B-Ball Video Games loved it. I mean, Kevin Johnson could fly. I mean, he dunked on Hakeem Olajuwon. Everybody remembers that. But he definitely wasn't doing 360 or 720 dunks from the foul line. No, that, that, that was a little beyond his... Uh... Uh, leaping abilities and in, indeed most players leaping abilities for that matter but, but what what a game what, what a fantastic game that tipped off uh, a great series and and i've brought it up before on the podcast people do forget how good ea sports basketball games were for a long time look at live 2000 sure look how look how good that looked and played live 2000 is a fantastic basketball game yeah i mean like i said if they come back with a college basketball game, if EA sports does that, that's going to be great. I'll buy it. So will you, um, and we'll still have fun, but the NBA is where it's at. So obviously we would want to see them come back with an NBA title. And something else we did on Parsec this week, just as a bit of a test run for a possible way back Wednesday feature, uh, you connected to me, obviously I hosted NBA live 2000, but before that we were checking out an old interactive almanac. You know, I talk about the old basketball games being like interactive almanacs, because you can go back and play history. But this is literally an interactive almanac, Derek. The Microsoft Complete NBA Basketball, an encyclopedia on CD-ROM back in the day, uh, firing it up in a virtual machine. And yeah, what a blast to go back and look at that and see all the statistics that we had. This is what I used for a lot of retro rosters before we had Basketball Reference and all the and all the resources we have today, Derek. So it was very useful for things like that. And we played the trivia. And man, there are some obscure questions in that trivia. Well, that, that's so, super cool because it has like the little videos too mm. in it that that you can play of highlights for the players and everything and, and series, etc. Um, the trivia itself was tough. We got more right than we did wrong. Like we were winning the trivia, but there were some crazy hard questions in there that you and I couldn't even remember. Or and we couldn't we couldn't get right. Um, I still think we did pretty well for jumping right into it. Um, but yeah, I would love to see even some of the most respected NBA experts jump on that trivia and get all of those right because there are some crazy, crazy tough questions in there. Call me crazy, Derek, but that might be a fun one to stream and get people to jump in on the, in the chat and help us out and see who can actually get some of those hard questions right. See if we have some experts in the community. Well, that's uh, something I was thinking about doing years ago. Um, I actually talked to people on the NLVC about this um, when I exited that group that I was thinking about doing like an NBA trivia YouTube series where people would um, connect and they could guess the trivia and they would get points and somebody could win the trivia um, and then, you know, get a prize, etc. No, I think that would be a really fun stream for you and I to do. Um, And you know, see, like you said, you know, who can get what right. And, you know, I, I think that I think people would have fun with it. And again, seeing what we used to use as modding resources for information back in the day, because you've got career stats, you've got you've got roster listings from back in the day, all that's all that good stuff. The videos, as, uh, as you mentioned, what a great product for the mid 90s before we had all those resources online. And in fact, you actually did have I didn't show you, but there's an NBA daily 
uh, connection at the bottom. If you had a modem, Derek, if you had a 56K modem, you could connect with that NBA Daily and get scores and stats during the 94-95 season. Sorry, but we were incredibly educated about the NBA back then. I mean, people need to understand that with like what you were talking about, the digital almanacs, um, the um, the hard the hard copy books of the like basketball reference. It wasn't called basketball reference. I can't remember the name of it, um, but I had like, a, I don't know, like a three or four inch thick book, basketball book that showed like all the stats and the history and descriptions of the players and all of that stuff. I wish I could remember the name of it but that's it was that book when i was really young that made me um realize that dave cowens and pete maravich actually played with larry bird for a season that's how i found that out through that book um looking at those profiles and looking at those seasons but um yeah we were so educated about the nba because we were so focused on our basketball cards on our basketball video games on watching any pot every any game possible that we could on tv you know the digital versions like you were just talking about of like almanacs and whatnot i just remember knowing like pretty much every player on every team back at the time oh for sure and you mentioned basketball cards another reference for stats and whatnot when we were making retro rosters right exactly I, I wish that I was more into the PC modding scene and PC gaming scene in the early, mid-2000s and whatnot. But as you know, I got back into PC gaming. I had Live 2000 for the PC. Then I got back into PC gaming back at, like at NBA 2K13, NBA 2K14, right around that time. Um, so I really am sad that I miss those years of modding and retro modding. Did you have the NBA Encyclopedia, the official NBA Encyclopedia that came out uh, circa 2000, 2001, that big, thick volume? I had that one. I think I did. I, and I might be even talking about like that when I'm talking about my thick book that I had. Um, but I also remember having one in the mid-90s that showed like all the stats from history descriptions for like most of the players, like, like fun facts about the players, um, you know, etc pieces written by authors uh etc and experts uh, i remember having that book as well but um i remember trying to collect all of that stuff as do you i believe like any magazines or any books that related to the nba and whatnot and i felt like a subject matter expert now we absolutely had some fantastic resources even if, even if they didn't have the convenience of that uh, search function that we have online now 100%. I mean, suppose, you know, we have all the access at our fingertips now and, and supposedly um, it doesn't get any better than this. But I got to be honest with you, the way the content was put out back at the time um, was just so much more interesting to me. And it made me want to dig and it made me want to learn. And I also liked the NBA better back then as well. So obviously that's going to make me want to learn more. So as as did you. But, you know, we've talked a lot about, uh, um, you know, co-op gameplay and human versus human gameplay on this podcast. But, but we haven't talked about your NBA 2K14, my career, um, where you're controlling yourself and playing against the computer every game. And it just continues, folks. Andrew has not gotten sick of it. He's still sending me highlights, including a Joel Anthony <laughs> steal in the backcourt and a throwdown. On the on the other end, uh, the legend, uh, Mr. Anthony. Um, but man, like Andrew is really into this. Year three, year three rolls on. And last week I mentioned that I was 
uh, trying to punch my ticket to the Hall of Fame to Springfield. I needed, I said 110 assists at the time. It was actually, I must correct myself, 130 assists. They have come in the game since. I have got the 10 milestones, so I will be going to the Hall of Fame. But before that, Derek, I do want to play a few more seasons. And I want to sim a few seasons. I want to get up to today. I want to get up to the 2022 season in this my career. I think that'd be fantastic. Actually have a, a long, proper career and, and simulate that experience and, and try to go for all those all-time records for scoring and, and whatnot. I think that'd be a lot of fun. But also, my project continues. My pet project with this year three, Derek, is getting Terry Hansen Rookie of the Year. And he is currently the front runner for that. About halfway through, well, not halfway through the season, about 30 games, I think. So approaching halfway through the season. So I feel I'm doing a pretty decent job of that. But that's a fun thing I haven't done before, Derek. I mean, I've got plenty of awards for, for my player before, but to get somebody else that distinction, that that's a fun challenge. And that's big for you because you were frustrated with Hanson to start the season. Yeah, you were messaging me about his follies and, and how you know he wasn't playing up to par and he'd make some stupid mistakes, etc. Um, so it seems like he's come around and he's been playing a lot better with you and, and for you and whatnot. Um, I think it's wild that you're on season three and still having such a blast and you played every game. Talk about a retro kick that has lasted. Um, the gameplay is still holding up so nice for you. And I hope you play as many games as you possibly can for as long as you can, because I've never been a fan of simming through anything. Same. I'm just not a fan. Of it. I want to have control over what happens. I want to have control over the actions and outcomes and whatnot. So 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 glad that you're still into it and i'm so glad that you're still playing every game yeah because i I wanted to get all these stats to qualify for the hall of fame legit and and i say legit um by myself um, by my own merits in through gameplay which i now have so i now have that option to play next key game and sim a few here and there Uh, i I don't want to go to that just yet uh to get through to 2022 i i think i'll have to (laughs) at this stage but I'll, I'll get to that when I, you know, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. But I'm, for the moment, I'm just enjoying playing those games. Uh, yeah, Terry Hansen did, had a bit of a rough start to the season. What's really helped in the, in recent games, uh, he is a small forward, but we lost Jason Richardson in the offseason. So he's been starting at shooting guard in his place. And I feel at small forward, he, he's, he's working out better there because that, Thaddeus Young went down with an injury. So Carmelo has slid over to, to power forward. And still, we've got... Um, Nolan's Noel at center, myself at point guard, and now you've got Terry. And actually, no, I've been moved to shooting guard, and uh, Michael Carter-Williams is back in the starting lineup as the point guard, although I still get most of the assists and do most of the ball handling. Um, so he <laughs> inbounds to him, like, no, 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 I'm going to bring that up, pass to me, <laughs> hit the pass, get the, get the ball off him. Uh, and Terry Hansen is now at small forward. And it seems to be working out better for him. So we'll see how that goes when he slides back over to shooting guard when uh, Thaddeus Young recovers from his concussion. But he's a lot of fun to throw lobs to. Had a, a very nice one off the uh, off the backboard, actually, that made it into the top 10 this week. That was fantastic. And it was a high off the backboard, Yeah, too. Love that the um, the real-life commentary that you put over that. I think it definitely adds to the highlight. Um, and I, I did think it was a really strong top 10 this week. But I have a question for you. So NBA 2K14, longest retro kick ever. Season 3. It's not going to last forever. It won't. Do you have any idea what you want to do next? You know, I do. I just want to play some 2K15 because that's a game that I didn't spend as much time with back in the day because I was I was still trying to give live a chance. I was still playing a lot of live 15, played Ultimate Team, had a blast with that. Don't get me wrong, but I've gone back to 2K15 a few times and thought, you know what, I, I really missed out on a very good game here, and certainly a better game than Live 15. 
so yeah, I'd like to spend some more time with uh, with 2K15 next. Um, I actually want to play some more 2K14 on PC and play through maybe LeBron Path to Greatness and, and finish that and, and see what that was all about. Uh, I think that's kind of an underrated mode. It's nothing like the Jordan Challenge or NBA's Greatest. Uh, those are still superior modes. But that being the last big offline edition, Derek, uh, I'd like to spend some more time with that. So going back to 2K14 PC, again, a, a game that I overlooked at the time. And yeah, it's one of those things where sometimes Derek, I just have to I just have to play a game and let it capture my my imagination and and just really draw me in. So sometimes I don't know until I've gone back and visited a game on a whim, and and there it is. As you know, I loved NBA Two K Fifteen. My team played that a ton. I've talked about it on several podcasts. The gameplay on Two K Fifteen will not disappoint. You'll have a blast with it. I actually wished I spent a little bit more time with NBA Two K Fifteen and maybe started a season with my brothers. But NBA Two K Fourteen PC. So similar gameplay-wise to the next-gen version of 2K14 that was on Xbox One and PS4. And I actually recently connected with per DXDO from the NLSC and the NLSC Discord on the PC version of 2K14 I hosted. I was the 0506 Heat, and he was the 0102 Kings. We had an absolute blast playing that game. The gameplay still holds up so well the controls the mechanics all of it just makes sense and obviously the ubr and the urb mods um they just make the game that much more fun having the ability to use all those different classic teams and whatnot with all the accurate art and everything when you combine a great mod with great gameplay it's almost undefeated it's just fantastic so i was glad i connected with him on there so yeah i'd love to see you jump into both of those nba 2k14 pc into the lebron's path to greatness mode and then also 2k15 well i mean we could also possibly do a a retro season on live 2004 with my 96 mod on pc i brought that up to you actually remember you did Um, yes that's that's probably where i got the idea yeah i would totally be down with that you and i played one game with me being the heat and you being the Suns, and it was really fun um and it worked pretty well on my end um either co-op or against each other i think that would be fun no I, i'd definitely be up for that but the 2k14 my career on, on ps4 there's a there's a looming crossroads with that derek because on one hand i like the idea of playing an entire lengthy career with a bit of simulating perhaps for one team but joining the bulls or going somewhere else and winning some titles in other places uh, and not having to look at the 76ers uniforms anymore, because they're not my favorite 76ers uh, jerseys, those ones. That that prospect is looming on the horizon. And this is an interesting part of the 2K14 My Career, because in more recent versions of My Career, you are a free agent after your rookie season. So you can move on very quickly. But they were doing it very... They were just going full sim in 2K14 with the way your rookie contract is structured. So I have to play at least, unless I demand a trade, and to to demand a trade in 2K14 for PS4X1, you have to wait for the random cutscene, the random meeting you have with the GM every year. And it happens a few times every year where he checks in to see how things are going, and you can say, I'm happy with how things are going, or I want to trade or whatever. In the PC version of 2K14, you could go and ask for a trade at pretty much any time. And in newer games, after 10 games passed in the season, you can also demand a trade at any time. This one, you actually have to wait for your opportunity to ask for a trade. And if you don't ask for a trade, you can't get out in those first four years because you do have those four years when they pick up your option, your your rookie contract. So you're kind of there for four or five years as in real life. So 
I'm interested to see you know how I'll feel when I actually have an opportunity to move on because there's a trophy for demanding a trade and you know how I love trophies Derek going for those in games but I kind of don't want to demand a trade especially because I'm enjoying playing with this team but I can't put that possibility out of my mind of getting to the bulls in this uh, in this my career for example and and playing with them and, and and moving on and then bringing them back to glory as I've done with the 76ers so in real life knowing you as well as I do you admire loyalty yes you're all about loyalty. the dirks of the world the tim duncans the kobe bryants all of that you love players that are loyal um that you know operate the right way that you know want to stick with the same team and, and go through the hard times and win with fr- their franchise etc like the lillards right like you admire the lillards definitely of the world so yeah this is going to be interesting you know what are you going to do are you going to go to chicago go to your favorite team and try to help them win? Or are you going to stick to your guns and be like, you know what, you know, Philadelphia has been good to me. I really like playing with this team and I'm going to stay loyal. So yeah, I'm interested to see what you choose. And I suppose just as in real life, it may depend on what the, what they do because I don't have control over the moves they make. Uh, later games give you some more influence over roster management when you unlock that at a certain level so you don't have that in 2k14 so that's another feature that i that i kind of miss in that respect but yeah if they make some moves that uh, you know they trade away some players or, or fail to re-sign some players and it suddenly becomes much harder you know maybe as players in real life have done find okay i'd like to move on because you're not putting a good team around me so maybe i'll, I'll feel that way but as you say i do really value loyalty funnily enough you bring up dirk he's now on the brooklyn nets in, in this uh, in this uh, ultimate reality, drama wise, I'd like to see you to go go to the Bulls because I'd like to see yeah. those new highlights, new uniforms, and throw those in the top ten, um, and then see how you gel with those teammates and stuff. And maybe maybe you take Terry Hansen with you, right? Who knows? Um, I know that it's season three, or maybe he joins you later on in in Chicago. Maybe you guys have that that bond. Who knows? Um, but yeah, no, I think it's great. I think it's great that you're still playing NBA 2K14, um, you know, the Xbox One PS4 version, and it's really been great getting highlights from you. And something else that I'd forgotten, I've actually now fully upgraded all of my ratings. So all of the VC, the offline VC that I'm earning, of course, is going towards uh, signature skills and upgrading those. But I'd forgotten that back in the day, certain builds and certain positions couldn't get to 99 overall in my career. So I've maxed out at 97 overall. So as far as the, the game is concerned, I'm the second best player in the league behind LeBron at 99 overall, although my stats do, and success do say otherwise. But um, yeah, I, I'd forgotten that it was a thing for a while that certain builds couldn't get to 99 overall. And now, now they've changed that so that everybody can get to 99 if you put in the work, or indeed pay, for VC. But that was an interesting design choice back in the day. And I, I do think that it's kind of better that people that everyone can get to 99 if they put in that work now, because... There's already an, enough uh, kerfuffle over getting the right builds for online and offline, and the whole, all the meta gaming that goes on in the new my career, in the new iterations of my career, Derek. That if you couldn't get to 99 as everybody, I think that would be very controversial. No, I'm sure you don't mind being 97 overall, as long as the performance on the court stays what it is. Like as long as the game still feels great, and as long as using your player still feels excellent um i'm and you're, as long as your stats are still you know top tier and the best of the league i'm sure that, that that doesn't bother you too much oh yeah it's only superficial at the end of the day but i was hoping that i could get to 99 and be the uh recognized as the best player in the league but uh you know what just as there are some pundits who have the wrong idea so does the in-game ranking i'm sure them seeing your stats 
if this was real life. I'm sure that they would still consider you the best in the league. A, a couple of pundits wouldn't, but we know who they are. Right, exactly. Kendrick <laughs> Perkins wouldn't. No, carry on. <laughs> but yes, I'll continue to give updates on my career. Uh, I, I don't think that kick is ending anytime soon, Derek. So I'm sure I'll have plenty more to say in the uh, in the weeks to come. Absolutely. And, I, and I'll continue updating people on me and Stildo's NBA 2K 1994-95 season and then all of my Parsec sessions with the community and everything. It just hasn't gotten old yet. And I don't think it's going to get old because we're playing so many different games and connecting with so many different people that um, it's just always fun for me. And those games from the 94-95 mod, uh, they're on Stildo's uh, Neon and Butch uh, gaming channel? Yes, absolutely. All the, all the season games are going to be on that channel. But with that being said, that has brought us to the end of episode 422 of the NLSC podcast. We thank you for tuning in. The podcast comes out every week on the NLSC, which is mb-live.com, of course. You can also tune in on our YouTube channel, or if you'd like to listen to us on the go, we're on all the major podcasting apps and platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, etc. On those platforms, please feel free to leave us a positive review. And we'd also like to connect with you on social media. So Derek, what are your handles? And do you have any of the final announcements for our listeners this week? Oh, thank you so much for all your submissions to the NLSC Top 10. Uh, it's been ab- an absolute blast taking them in, putting the videos together. Thank you for participating in the tournaments uh, that I've been running. And um, thank you as well for connecting with me on Parsec and playing these games with me. Um, you can reach me on Twitter at D4Three84 and at D4Three-G. Um, I am on YouTube, D4Three, and I'm also on the NLSC as a team member, D4Three. As always, a general reminder to keep it locked to the NLSC throughout the week for all the original content that we do, as well as everything that our fantastic modding community is putting out there. As for connecting with me, I am Andrew in the forum and Andrew NLSC on Twitter. The NLSC itself is on Twitter and Facebook at the NLSC. We are NLSC Basketball on Instagram. Our YouTube is youtube.com slash Center. And of course, keep it locked to the NLSC itself, mb-live.com, for everything we do for basketball video games. But yes, that's all for this week, so thank you once again for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Andrew. And I'm Derek. Go get buckets, everyone. <laughs>